0: Earlier today, I got to sit down with Kate Neal-Hughes of Cariad Wellness. Kate is a registered clinical counsellor, a holistic nutritionist, among many other skills. And she's here today to talk about boundaries, what are boundaries, how do we set our boundaries, how to enforce boundaries, and how they show up in different aspects of our lives, including our client relationships in business. If you want to have better relationships with your clients, your business partners, associates, better relationships in your personal life, with your family, your friends, your spouse, your partner, this episode is definitely for you. You're listening to The Terry Holland Show, the podcast for high-performing entrepreneurs ready to take your life and your business to the next level. And if you want to get there faster, go to terryholland.ca. Welcome Kate. Thank you so much for joining me today and coming on the show. So today we're going to talk about boundaries and this is something that we've we've discussed before on an Instagram live we shared and and I think it's something worth digging even deeper into in the podcast. And I know it's I know it's a topic that you're also very passionate about and an expert on. So let's uh let's dive in. So welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So I think, first of all, I think the first thing we should probably do is define what are boundaries. What does that mean? It's a big buzzword. A lot of people are talking about boundaries, but but what does that actually mean? What are boundaries?
1: I think they can mean different things for different people, but generally, it is um, it's the things that we establish to keep ourselves safe, so that we can respect other people and keep them safe. And ways to protect what's important to us emotionally, physically, mentally, spiritually. Yeah. And it can relate to, you know, physical health, emotional health, family, work. It it it, it touches every aspect of our lives.
0: Yes. Yeah. And I like that you said to keep us safe. I think that's a really important component is the is that safety and to keep others safe. Yeah. So, what are what are some ways that you know people might recognize that they have some issues with boundaries, like either other people violating their boundaries or maybe issues respecting other people's boundaries? So, what are some what are some signs that might show up where a person would recognize this? I think one
1: of the big ones uh, is people pleasing. People pleasing and sacrificing yourself to please other people, you know, if you can't ever say no to someone, if you do things for other people that compromises you in some way, um, you know, I'm trying to think of examples here, um, but when you are completely burnt out and someone else asks you to just do something else for them and you say yes, even though you're on the edge yourself, you know? So the constant saying yes, the people pleasing, um, it's, I think sometimes it's hard for us to recognize when we are breaking through other people's boundaries. Oh yeah. You know, cause I think you can feel uncomfortable with constantly saying yes, but you might not be able to identify when you're not respecting other people's boundaries. And that's that's a tough one, because, I mean, usually it's when relationships break down that, you know, we can kind of see why did that happen? And then if someone doesn't have good self-awareness, then it can be really hard for them to be able to identify that maybe they were not respectful of people's boundaries. And it's also a really hard thing to accept as well, because then you've got to be able to look at yourself and say, yeah, I did that.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I always, you know, for me, it's always, I know if someone else is pressing up on a boundary or violating one of my boundaries because it it doesn't feel good. Yeah. It's like, I'll feel, um, I don't know, I'll feel guilty about something, like something unwarranted. I'll feel guilty about it. Or it's just like a, an ick feeling to me where I feel like it feels heavy and icky. Like, I don't want to be doing this. And that's always for me a really good sign that this is this is a boundary. I yeah. need to be mindful of it. But yeah, like, how do we know if we're like you said? How do we know if we're violating someone else's boundary if they don't tell us? Um,
1: yeah, and good communication is is key around this. And I'm gonna link back to something that you actually posted on social media because I really like this. It was a recent thing um, where you posted about with friends and you've got something you want to share it's either mm-hmm. good or, or bad but it's something that they might not be able to deal with at the time and you don't know that so actually asking them do you have capacity for this right now can I talk yeah. to you about this and I love that you shared that because to me then that gives that gives the other person an opportunity to be respected yes. as well. And that's something we often don't think about is that, you know, we complain about, oh, people aren't, don't treat me respectfully. Well, you're giving them an opportunity right there to treat them respectfully, because then you can say, no, I don't have capacity for this right now. And it's not because I don't care about you, but it's, it's not about you. It's because I have so much of my own stuff. Yeah. So you're giving people, you're asking people's boundaries and allowing them to share that. And I just think that's so respectful.
0: Yeah, I I agree. And I, you know, that post came from, you know, something that I've been working on myself and being trying to be more mindful of is, does this person have a space for me to vent? You know, sometimes we just dump on our friends and it's not ill intended. Um, we're just going through stuff or something has come up and we tend to just want to vomit all of our emotions on someone. Yeah. And, but you don't know where that person is and can they handle it at that moment? Or even like you said, if it's something positive too, if you're, have something super exciting that you want to share with your friend, but maybe they're having the worst day of their lives and you you don't know.
1: Yeah. And and if they have poor boundaries, then they might take on that and, and agree to support you and they can't. And then they feel guilty that they haven't supported you in their best, in their best way. So, yeah. 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 And I
0: think, you know, it's, as you said, that's where we see relationships break down. That's where, you know, I, and you and I have had this conversation um, fairly recently that I've had an experience where we were going through fertility issues in our marriage and a friend got pregnant and couldn't understand why I couldn't be excited for her. And I really wanted to be excited for her and to be there. And I just couldn't because what we were going through was so emotionally traumatic for us. And so difficult that to try to be excited for someone else's uh, pregnancy was was too much. And the friendship broke down. It was, you know, I didn't have the, the skills or the tools or resources to tell her I can't be this friend and to explain that to her. Mm. And she wasn't in a place where she could understand that that was my boundary. And because there was no communication, the friendship just broke down. And there was a, yeah, we lost the friendship over it.
1: Yeah. And I can think of like stories that I've heard from clients and even my own personal background where that has happened. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And it's something boundaries is for me, it's one of the one of the main things that I work on with with clients because it's where, you know, I, I hear people coming in and saying I have anxiety and I don't understand why, because I've got this great life. And when we actually get to start talking about things, you know, they'll say things like, oh, well, I do this at work because nobody else, no one else will take it on, so I do it. And, you know, I'm the one that, that does all the carpooling with all the kids and, you know, they, they're listing off all of these things that they're doing And it's like, hmm, okay, so we need to work on boundaries with this then. But then there's also warning people who have had no boundaries that when you start implementing them, there's Mm going to be a lot of pushback. Things are going to be tough for a while. And I see that a lot as well. And that's, again, where people come back into the counselling room. and We talk about the fallout that they're experiencing from people who are now not benefiting from this lack of boundaries anymore. Right. So
0: how do you, you know, do you have some tips for how people navigate that? Like if you've, if you've been in a relationship with someone, a friendship, work relationship, partnership, and you haven't, you haven't had boundaries or you haven't been enforcing them. And now suddenly you go to enforce your boundaries and you recognize what they are. How do you navigate that with that person?
1: This is where healthy communication and and other people come in because someone who is in a good place themselves and who is very self-aware will, you'll be able to have that conversation with them that, you know, I've realized that this, this lack of boundaries wasn't serving me and they'll understand and they'll be like, yeah, I see that. I respect that. I will be mindful of that that's kind of like a healthy sort of response. They might not like it, they might have issues with it, but they'll be able to respect it. We don't always come up against that. And this is where you get to do some real exploring of the relationships around you and what ones what ones matter and what you can expect from people. Okay. Uh, you know, you, you might get a lot of pushback and aggression from some people. People will think you are being mean and bullying them sometimes even bullying comes up yeah Um, and I know actually a recent experience of mine where I I disagreed with a process and I stated that and was accused of being mean and it's like "Mm, no this isn't personal this is about process but it was very because to them they didn't like my boundary right And they took it very personally. So then I have now to explore that relationship and that person and do they have, like where's the respectfulness? Where are their boundaries? Yeah, Because they're charging through mine. So when I put a little one up, they don't like that and it it, it can get explosive. And then you've got to wonder about, you can't take on the work for other people. So looking at those relationships, and knowing that you can only protect yourself and if someone is pushing back do you have enough of a boundary up right yeah and those are maybe
0: relationships that maybe you know you do have to let go of
1: or maybe not even let go but know that that's what you can expect from those people and to to sort of manage your your emotional investment with those people according to that Right.
0: Right. And what about, you know, client boundaries? Like, I know every, pretty much every point in my client agreement is because I learned at some point I had a boundary about it. Yeah. And I remember I added in a a piece into my client agreement of how we will communicate, what forms mm-hmm. of communication we use in between sessions and what to expect. And that was only in response to having clients who are not respecting my time and, and thinking that I was on the clock 24 seven and that uh, they could drop me a text message anytime and I will drop whatever is happening in my life to manage them. So I had I realized that's a boundary and it's on me to set the boundary. They don't know. And so I changed my client agreement um, and I got some pushback from a few clients on that who are no longer clients because they could not uh, cannot respect that. Yeah. So how do you, you know, how about like with clients if you're a coach a practitioner a counselor how do you set those boundaries of clients and and how do you enforce them you know in a client relationship where you're getting paid to to help this person
1: yeah this is this is a big one because I see so many ways that this could blow up I mean first of all, we can't make the assumption that people get it the people you know because exactly what you said there about, ways to communicate with you and when to communicate with you it might be common sense to us
0: Mm -hmm.
1: but people are coming from different places and they might not get it just because they'll respond to a text message at 11 o'clock at night if you then do that you're teaching them that you'll respond to a text message at 11 o'clock at night so they don't understand or another one which I find really this is a tough one to navigate especially when you're in the wellness industry I find is well and even business coaching and things like that is when you're on social media and if Mm -hmm. someone can see that you have visibility on social media and then they're like but I, I just messaged you and you didn't respond and then that creates a situation for them that they need to deal with but also I find as a counselor I'll have a conversation with someone and then they will try and Facebook like send a Facebook friend request and from a licensing perspective that's a dual relationship that really do I want to invite people into my private world that I see in that capacity so I actually have conversations with clients if they are clients sometimes I'll get inquiries that I've not even had a discovery call with and and they'll try and add me on social media and I don't accept those because it just they're not even people that I know and it, I I don't want to invite that into my private social private social media that's a contradiction in itself <laughs> <but> <laughs> not my business social media
0: yeah your um, personal you're personal my
1: personal um, stuff because my um, kids are on there things like that right um yeah. And, and also, it's also experiences that I've had, like even with the school, with the children, you know, the, yeah. there will be teachers that are on Facebook groups and things like that. And, you know, there's that boundary mm-hmm. where they can't interact with you. And it's being mindful and respectful of that. I mean, I remember um, a few years ago, there was a situation where to find out classroom gifts for teachers some of the mums went on social media to look at her accounts to see what she liked and it was like oh that's a boundary yeah. violation there like she should be able to have that kind of stuff so setting clear boundaries I'll have the conversation with clients that I'll say I'm you know not gonna add you on on social media if you follow my business accounts then that's okay but I I won't follow you back because I'm just maintaining that boundary. I like what you said about client agreements, I think. And again, clarity of communication, just actually talking to people, having that conversation so that they're not sitting there being, why isn't she accepting my friend request?
0: Right. So they know, they know exactly what to expect.
1: Yeah. And, and what you said about the clear, clear working hours is another thing. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I have one client who on his his cell phone, he put a voicemail recording. You can reach me between these hours. uh, And if you call afterwards, I will get back to you within X amount of time during business hours to give people, I mean, still people don't always listen, but he's laying it out quite clearly and it worked out well for him. Nice.
0: Yeah. Good. I think um, you know, and hearing you talk about that and the social media stuff, I think social media opens us up to so many other other ways that we we recognize boundaries or need to enforce yep. our boundaries and be mindful of them. And um, you know, I think I think it is sort of a, a tricky subject when you have clients and how much you know you're licensed. I'm an unlicensed provider, so I'm a coach and trainer. But I have, there's no regulations on whether I can be friends with my clients on social media or follow them. And, and yeah. so it can become a little trickier in that space to be like, how much, how much of my life do I want them in on and how much do I want yeah. them to see? And, and where are those lines? Or yeah. also like becoming friends with your clients. Yeah. And I know, I know in the counseling space, that's a, there's a definite line there. Mm-hmm. But in the coaching or in like other wellness fields, you know, there's no line. You, you can be friends with your clients. And that creates all kinds of other potential issues for miscommunication yeah. and boundaries.
1: Totally. And I mean, on, on the one hand, I have like clients that I think are super cool. Uh, but yeah, I, that's cannot pursue any kind of friendship with them. Yeah. But on, on the other hand, what you said there about being licensed and unlicensed, I have like a get out of jail free card with that. Mm -hmm. Like I can fall back on that, whereas whereas Ah. you can't. So that means that you've got to be even more firm in in the boundaries that you set because you don't have that to sort of fall back on.
0: Yeah, I can't say my, Mm. I can't say, well, my licensing says we cannot socialize in this way, (laughs) where (laughs) I do find it becomes challenging. And I think, you know, you and I've had some conversations about this in the past too, is when you have friends who they know what you do, and so they start to cross that line you yeah. counseling and into conversations. And um, how do you how do you navigate through that? Like if you have you know your friends, family who are it's like we were talking about earlier, just want to sort of dump their stuff on you because you're a counselor
1: and you can you take this and deal with it kind of thing. Again, I'm pretty direct about that and I I will ask them I'll say to them are you looking for a friend or a counselor? Nice. Because if you're looking for a counselor, it can't be me because I'm your friend and I can't be neutral about this. I have feelings. I am emotionally invested in you, so if someone has hurt you, mm-hmm. you know, I I have feelings about that, so I can't counsel you. And I'm quite clear about that. Um yeah. But again, I find that I'm pretty straight about it because I want people to know where they stand. I like to know where I stand. If there's one thing I can't stand, it's passive aggressive communication because that is another sign of poor boundaries. And people then who communicate in a direct way with someone who's a passive aggressive communicator, they take that as aggression, Mm -hmm. not as assertiveness and they don't recognize it as, as that person being respectful towards them. Because that boundary that might be like that big, they see it as being like that big, right?
0: Yeah, and I know I've I've had that experience because I tend to be more of a direct communicator. I like direct communication, yeah, me too. Uh, and I've had that experience where people thought I was being too aggressive or assertive with them, or even mean because yeah. I'll just be very direct.
1: Or they are looking for the, um, like the underhandedness in what you're saying, because to them, they don't say what they mean. Oh yeah. So so they're like, "Hmm, what's she really doing here? When really you're saying what you mean and you mean what you say. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just that. Mm.
0: Yeah. I do much, much the same thing when I have friends who, you know, we go for lunch, for example, and then suddenly they're, I can tell they're looking for coaching. Right. Mm. I think to say much the same thing. I'll say, are you, are you talking to me? as your friend right now, or as a coach. Um, but then I go a step further and say, if you're talking to me as, as a coach, then you need to book a consultation and there's a fee for that. But if you just want me as your friend to listen and, and, you know, and hash it out with you, I'll do that, but I'm not going to coach you.
1: Yeah. I also think as well, that's a good thing to do because people might not even realize that that's what they're doing. Cause like you said, it's your job and they're just sharing.
0: hmm
1: and, and I think that's what people tell themselves a lot of the time that, oh, I'm just sharing, but are they, and they might not realize. So when you say that, it gives them the opportunity to sort of reflect a little bit and become more self-aware by asking themselves, um, am I just, what, what what's my goal here? What's my intent? Because mm-hmm. they might not even realize. Oh, for
0: sure. And I think too, like if you, if you do allow those, those lines to be crossed and the relationship starts to get blurry. Um, then as the coach, as the practitioner, you can actually, I think, cause harm. Yeah. That way. Because like you said, if if I have a friend who's complaining to me about her marriage, for example, I can't be biased or I yeah. can't be unbiased to that, right? Because I'm only hearing yeah. her side of it. And as her friend, I want to have a glass of wine with her and we're going to You know, we're going to talk about it and tell me what's going on. And and it's a very different conversation. Whereas if it's coaching, so if those, if those lines start to get blurred, you can actually maybe harm someone's relationship or, you know, or their business or whatever area of life it is they're struggling with, you can cause more damage, I think.
1: And I think if you look at it from a family perspective there, you know, um, take, for example, a lot of a lot of people who are close to their parents, maybe, and they're having problems in their marriage and they vent about all the stuff that's going on there. And then later on, when things are OK, they wonder why their parents hate their partner. Oh, yeah. So they know all the crappy stuff. Yeah because you didn't protect that marriage with with those boundaries. I mean, you know, I'm not saying don't talk to people about bad stuff that's going on, but also you can't then be surprised that there's some kind of divide in the relationship because of that.
0: Yeah. And there was a a funny meme I saw the other day on Instagram where it was like, oh no, it was a reel. It was a, a therapist who did a reel and she was like, it was something along the lines of, you know um when your therapist meets your boyfriend for the first time and the the sound over it was i know what you did <laughs> that's exactly it As you said, they know things oh. and it's it's the same in relationships it's something i've always been very protective of is mm-hmm. is my relationship with my husband and so I'm always mindful of what am I saying to other people. So if we're having, if we're having an argument or a disagreement, if I'm talking to my friends about it, what I'm saying about him, because he can't be there to defend himself and he can't yeah. correct it. So to be, you know, mindful of what we say about our partners, I think is really important.
1: Yeah, because it sure makes that next birthday dinner awkward if they all oh, know
0: yeah. <laughs> they all know what's everyone, going knows. On. everyone knows. Everyone's there like, mm-hmm. You know what you did. <laughs> You did not change the
1: laundry. <laughs> yep. Yeah, you left your underpants on the floor <laughs>
0: and the socks.
1: And the, the wet socks. towel on the bed. <laughs>
0: we all know. <laughs> yeah, that is so true. Yeah. Yeah. And then what about? I know you've done some reels about like workplace boundaries and and that like that can be a tough one when you have a power dynamic, have a boss and employee.
1: It can, but this is also again where you can fall back on those um job descriptions and contracts are a great one to to pull out of your back pocket in situations like that. You know, your work hours. So if a boss is calling you at 7 a.m. for things, you can say, well, I'll be there at nine or whatever time it is that you start. Um and then if they're putting more and more work on you, saying okay, well, this is not actually in my job subscription. I'll get as much done as I can during the time that I'm there, but but this is not something that I can take on. Again, work situations can be challenging. For business owners, setting, setting specific hours is, yeah. is a really helpful boundary because when you own your own business, it can be, it's your baby right you can yeah. work on it in the evenings you can work on it on weekends and I know Terry as a business coach you do great work around helping people to to time manage and to prioritize tasks I know that's that's something that even I've worked on with you in the past and it's been really effective so that's a good if, if a business owner is struggling in that way get a business coach
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah because they can teach you these skills And it's really helpful if you're in the work environment, it's slightly different. But again, falling back on contracts and job descriptions.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, that brings to mind for me, it's upholding our own boundaries with ourselves too. So as the business owner being mindful of where the boundaries are and then like protecting them against yourself, Really?
1: really. Yeah. Yeah. And even with health, this is another thing where we can not recognize boundaries around health, burning out for starters. And also, you know, people who are really hard on themselves about the way that they eat and things like that, are they respecting their own boundaries through what they're eating? And do they need to seek out support? And I know that NLP and timeline therapy and hypnotherapy can be really helpful for people who need support with with those kind of goals as well, like to see what else is going on. Because you know this whole willpower thing, we know that's it's not mm-hmm. willpower. <laughs> There's yeah. a whole lot of other stuff going on, but being yeah. mindful of your boundaries around around things like that too, and with health health goals. Yeah,
0: yeah that's been a big one for me. Is mm-hmm. like setting those health boundaries and being mindful of them, and and upholding them for myself, and realizing what's what's important to me. Yeah. So, and I think. I think we see a lot of that playing out in commitments, like if we uphold our commitments or if we don't. Yeah. Um, so I know, for example, if I if I commit to I'm going to work out three times in the week, if I don't do that, it doesn't feel good. And so then I can recognize like, well, that was I broke a commitment to myself mm-hmm. and violated my own boundaries. So it doesn't feel good. Yeah. And so I think I think that's where we can, you know, sort of be mindful of setting commitments and keeping those commitments or renegotiating them if they're not working.
1: I like that you said that the renegotiating part, because I think that brings into play then self-compassion and things like that, which is, again, a really important factor. And and this is kind of where it gets like a little muddy is the honoring boundaries and commitments, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: renegotiating and having compassion with yourself when you don't, but also not using that as an excuse to violate boundaries. Yes. Because that's where it gets muddy.
0: Yeah. And I see that with my clients a lot.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. A client I had many years ago who, who said she got her very first client and she was so excited to have her first client for her business. And I was excited for her. And then she said, but I need to reschedule her appointment. And I said, why? And she said, Oh, I have a hair appointment that day. And I said, well, you have a client who's paying you for the service. Why don't you reschedule your hair appointment and take care of your client? And she said, well, it's, it's self-care. And I think, no, that's not at that point. That's sabotage.
1: Yes. (laughs) And there's
0: such a fine line there because it's, you know, and what I had said to her was you, you haven't worked in six months. You've done nothing but self-care. You've been taking great care of yourself. Mm-hmm. Now, now you can take care of your business and your client. Um, and it doesn't mean that you sacrifice yourself for your clients, but, but knowing like, when is it self-care and when is it sabotage? When are you yeah. making excuses to let yourself off the hook from upholding your boundaries and your commitments? And when is it that you really need that? self-compassion and to take care of yourself and I think that's I think that comes back again to self-awareness is knowing where those lines are and where the tipping point is where it's becoming more of a negative behavior or you're you're sabotaging yourself
1: yeah and that that also works on the flip side as well with people who are just you know I just like to help people it brings me joy to help people Mm. and they literally are burnt out can't sleep at night um I just you know are so much nervous energy because that's all they do is help other people and it brings them joy and and then it brings into play things like toxic positivity which is another thing that social yeah. media has really I feel like it's contributed to a lot because you know you see people posting posting these quotes and things like that that quite often come from a really privileged perspective as well yeah. um yeah. 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 There was yeah. something I was reading the other day that was talking about um, again, it was a weight loss thing. It was uh, calories in calories out mm. thing. And there was, there was someone that was arguing against this, a nutritionist actually. And she was saying that that's a really privileged perspective to come from, because then you're saying, well, all you have to do is two things, eat less, move more.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then to someone, those two things we don't always have control over things like that this is a financial boundary again because some people don't have the financial means to eat wild caught salmon three times a week yeah and it's honoring that
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and allowing them to have that boundary that financial boundary because they're doing the best they can and that's again a principle of of nlp right Uh, people are doing the best they they can with the skills and the resources that they have available to them
0: yep that was uh reminds me of a video i saw fairly recently of a, a nutritionist and she had been people were coming at her on social media because she gave advice that she had shared she gave advice to a single mother who works at McDonald's and how to, and she had some health goals and McDonald's she got, I think she gets like free employee meals or at least with very discounted meals. Mm-hmm. And so it was something that fit into her budget to eat there. And it was how she was also helping to feed her family, her kids, mm-hmm. um, because it was available to her and she was working within what she had. And she also wanted to reach her health goals. And so this nutritionist went through, these are, these are ways you can eat this food and support your goals and support your kids in a, you know, in the, in the best way possible. And she got ripped apart by people saying that as a nutritionist, she should not be encouraging someone to eat at McDonald's. And she came back with a great response saying, well, this is her life circumstances. Not Mm -hmm. everybody can afford to eat organic food all day. Not everyone has access to these kinds of foods and there's nothing wrong with what she's doing. I want to support her within what she has. And this is what she has to work with and yeah. I want to support her within that. She's a mother feeding her children and that's yeah. and she's doing the best she
1: can. And the time constraints, she probably doesn't even have time to to run around cooking all the time because she's yeah. got kids that she's going to be doing all all mm-hmm. the things for. Yeah, and and it's progress not perfection, right? She's doing the best she can with what she has available to her. Yeah. And I think it's that should be something we should all be working towards because some of us are very fortunate to be where we are
0: absolutely and have
1: the luxury it, it you know sometimes these things are a luxury for us a privilege to be able to eat a certain way to, to even work out sometimes oh, is a privilege. For sure. for sure it is
0: yeah and it's and you never know where that other person's coming from or what's going on exactly. in their world yeah, yeah and yeah. I. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, social media creates <laughs> so many, so <laughs> many great things we can talk about toxic
1: positivity, boundaries on social media. Um, it's interesting actually how a lot of boundaries disappear on social media, things that, oh, that yeah. people respond with, but where they also increase and they decrease. I guess, mm-hmm. cause some people, you know, keyboard warriors, they'll respond with things. And if you saw them on the street, there's no way they would say those things no. to you. No. And then other people, because they know people are watching will perform in a way that you know is not sincere or congruent yeah. to to their their behavior. Often.
0: Oh, definitely, mm. definitely. It's uh, yeah, it really blurs those lines. It does. It muddies the waters a lot. It's confusing. Um, oh, so confusing! I've had people say things to me on social media that I know they would never say in real life, yeah. and uh yeah, and I've seen the opposite where people are behaving in a way on social media that's not really them. Where hmm. I had, you know, or the the false personas that people create on social media, and it's like that's that creates a whole other list of issues. <laughs> Seeing everybody's edited like perfect, glossy lives, and that's not really real. Yeah. Yeah. It sets an impossible standard. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So any any last thoughts about you know ways people can establish boundaries in their relationships,
1: maintain them? Um I liked what you said earlier on that you when someone is violating a boundary. You might not always know what boundary they're violating and in what way they're violating it, but you know, like your body, you have a reaction, physical, like an ick feeling. So you know, and then you've got to kind of explore how you can then honor that boundary. And it's, it is really hard. And knowing that you're going to upset people, I think you've got to be, you've got to be open. that but in the end the results that you'll get will be a much a much more stress-free existence people will you know think about think about in-laws oh and when you put up boundaries (laughs) that they know (laughs) terry
0: (laughs) i'm just joking they're wonderful they're lovely i love them all
1: (laughs) yeah they're all wonderful but they they come with their challenges and i know that i you know I've had two mother-in-laws now. My first mother-in-law didn't speak English. Um, so she was wonderful um, <laughs> because all she could say was, I love you, baby. I love you, baby. And, and that was great. Wow! Um, but, you know, there's definitely challenges like, that come with with in-laws and around parenting, the you know, their grandchildren. And oh, that okay. a lot of families have problems then just being really firm with the boundaries and following through Mm-hmm. and being consistent and you know from being a business coach consistency is is everything because again if you're not consistently upholding those boundaries then it's confusing for other people and they don't know how to respond to that
0: yeah and we we teach people i think it was dr phil that said this we teach people how to treat us and so we if do we're, but
1: we're also not responsible for other people's behavior no
0: for sure but if we're constantly like you know, stepping away from boundaries and letting people not enforcing them then we're teaching people that that's okay to do. Yeah. No, there's no consequence to it. Where I think if we, the more we uphold our own boundaries and say, no, this is it, this is the line. Yeah. And, and we don't allow that to happen. Then I think we start teaching people the importance of them and that this is how the relationship needs to function.
1: Yeah. And you can revisit those boundaries at different times. But yeah, like what you said, being, being firm about that and um, communicating clearly. Yeah. And if people don't like it, then that's, that's their, their thing to explore why they don't like those boundaries and even, you know, giving them that, allowing them that like, you know, you can say to them, I can appreciate that you feel hurt by this, or I can appreciate that you don't like what I'm saying, but this is my boundary. and yeah you need to explore why you don't like that in your own time it's not my job to help you with that Mm -hmm. and that's my job yeah (laughs) that's right
0: and they can refer them to you (laughs) (laughs) which is a perfect segue into how do people work with you Kate how do you um, how do they connect with you how do they work with you what are you what are you offering right now
1: well, after I bashed social media a little bit, um, <laughs> that's where you can find me. Uh, <laughs> my Facebook page, Carrie Wellness, my Instagram handle, and you know I'm sure you'll share those. But it's um, at Kate underscore carrier Wellness. My website, www.carriedwellness.com. Perfect. Um, so you can email. My phone number is there. Um, I will respond during office hours perfect and- <laughs> <Nice> boundaries <laughs> yes and not always immediately because sometimes I am busy helping other people perfect that just because someone doesn't respond immediately doesn't mean they don't care
0: yes good point point. and I think that's another you know another way our very fast-paced internet I want it all now world has changed us and shaped us is that people expect those immediate responses and it's okay to not respond immediately and you know and especially if you set the expectation of when you will respond um, the people know as long as they know it makes it a lot easier
1: and that's in a business sense and in a friendship sense as well Mm -hmm. yeah you can't always respond immediately you might be you might be working out you might be cooking dinner you might be dealing with sick kids you might be dealing with with elderly parents you okay. might just be sitting down reading a book practicing yeah.
0: self-care yep yeah. you might just need your own time and that's, yeah. And that's okay
1: yeah and yeah. no is a full sentence I like that yes I like that yeah. one too it's yeah. uh,
0: and I think that really the more that people uphold their boundaries and respect the boundaries of the people that they're in relationships with I think that through that we form stronger relationships and it creates even stronger connections so as you had mentioned the the people pleasers earlier I think sometimes we think or we feel that we have to say yes to everything because we we hold that relationship as being so important yeah and the way to really honor and take care of that relationship is to respect boundaries on both sides and there's a fear of being rejected
1: oh yeah sometimes pleasing something that you've actually said pleasing everyone is pleasing nobody Mm -hmm. and if you 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 don't get an opportunity to distance yourself from people who might not be good for you if you try and please everybody yeah there's
0: a a Chelsea Handler quote that I'm probably going to butcher but I love it so I'm (laughs) paraphrasing her but she said if you are if you're pleasing everybody you're you're vanilla ice cream and you're boring so (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or if you're making everybody happy or something like that your vanilla ice cream you're boring and that's always stuck with me because I thought you know nobody gets that excited for vanilla ice cream like people want Ooh. they want something like they want the salted caramel they want something I was little... just gonna say that salted oh. caramel we're on the same wavelength
1: <laughs> that's they my want, choice <laughs> like
0: they want they want the real deal they want you and and if you try to you know, mute yourself or shape yourself into being what everybody else wants. You lose yourself, and you lose what makes you special and unique. Yeah, and uh, and it's exhausting.
1: Yeah, it brings the right people into your to your life to be you. Yeah, if you're pleasing everybody, then they don't get to see who you really are. Like you said, you're diluted.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that sounds horrible. Does not <laughs> that diluted. Oh, yeah, <laughs> not us though. We're all about. You and I like our flash and our, you know, yeah, yeah, our
1: leopard. We're good. <laughs> leopard, our sequins, our glitter. Yeah. So not
0: today. Today, we're both in black. And no know. leopard, no sequins, no. Well, I, there's watch straps, there's nails. Oh, you know, the, the strap. I don't have any on me today.
1: But you do have your your um, color coordinated bookshelf in the background, which I do. I do. have moment. that. that That inspired so many people (laughs) at the start of the pandemic last year. (laughs) Glad
0: my bookshelf can inspire someone It makes me very happy. Thank you so much for, for coming on today, Kate. I'll put all of your, um, all of your contact information in the show notes. And, and if you are someone, if you're struggling with boundaries in your life or in your relationships and any aspect of your life, really uh, Kate is an expert and and the right
1: person that you want to reach out and talk to. Thank you, Terry.